anything that helps you buy and sell, it is the number one skill set that 99% of my audience needs because you're always doing it in one way or another. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey everybody, it's Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 323 of the Ask Gary V Show. We're gonna go call heavy, so if you're watching on LinkedIn right now, since we're playing with LinkedIn Live pretty heavily right now, uh, please put in your phone numbers. And uh, I don't know what just happened. Um, and uh, and we will be taking calls from LinkedIn. Don't worry, Dust, I got it. Trying to make up for the fact that we are a hard 12 minutes behind, <laughs> all because of you. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Uh, Marie Folio is here. I'm really excited. Uh, we we have some really fun videos on the internet from seven, eight, ten years ago. Uh, she has a new book, uh, so we're promoting that. Would love for people to. Uh, let me actually say this before we get into it. Before Marie tells the people that are watching about herself that don't know her, I always think about what I do for a living, which is I have this need for some reason to disproportionately disproportionately overshare what's working for me quickly at scale. Yeah. Um, and I think through the karma points, whatever you know, all this money I leave on the table plays out in perpetuity because I think I'm talented enough to grab it yep. and I and I also don't really have a model that's more on my audience, it's more I have separate companies and and it's funny, I didn't even think this, we were hanging out because Dustin is 12 minutes late with it but if he didn't have an exploding stomach, oh and the, so I was thinking about this, I wasn't thinking about this before but literally as this has just started, the thing that came to my mind is one of the things I've always really respected about you, Marie, is that I really remember vividly that you were one of the first people I remembered, like, I'm like, oh, she's actually executing on what I'm saying, and every time I hang out with her, whether I come to some weird apartment in New York where her studio is, or if I see her in LA at her house, or randomly, she's thoughtful. Thank she's you. thoughtfully, like, like, I think she, this was almost like a compliment to myself, slash to you, I'm being serious <laughs> yeah. though. I remember, I feel it right now, I vividly remember thinking, I'm like, oh, she knows that I'm up to something. Yeah. She's listening. Yeah. But unlike 99.9%, she's then executing. And in a lot of ways, you would have, had I never existed, you would be exactly where you are. But there has always been a little bit of a nice feeling in my stomach mm. because I think you really listened and you executed. Always. I mean, that's the thing. I have my head down more than anything else, you know, and um, I love who you are. I love what you do. And somebody said this to me last night on my tour stop. They were like, you're you're really generous. And I'm like, I just give a f- I give lots of f- and I care. And when people around me that I see are doing great work, I want to do everything I can to spread their message. So when your books came out or something new you were doing and I said, hey, I have a platform. It might not be the same size or scale as yours, but it's different. And I want to expose people to great ideas that they can actually use to improve their business in life. And that's my goal in life. Yep. And so for three minutes of context, because I want to do hardcore, I want to do two things. For you to tell the audience now about yourself, because yes. some don't know. Yep. I want you to tell everybody about the book. Yep. Because one thing I'm proud of is, unlike me, who doesn't, who learns more in audio and visual, a lot of my audience learns from reading. And yep. I think books are inexpensive for the ROI for people that learn that way. 100%. I will never read a book on the record, but everyone learns different. And then number three, I want to go into questions once you frame up those two things. Yep. I want people to call in, put in your phone number, go to LinkedIn if you're not on there, if you want to ask a question or keep watching on whatever stream you're watching right now, uh, to put in your phone number and questions. Ragoff is going through those as we speak, but I want the questions to be a little bit predicated on 
what you're about to frame up. So who, who are you and then what's this book about? Yeah, so for me, entrepreneur, author, and I like giving back. So I say philanthropist not in the way that I'm Warren Buffett, but in the way that I like to use my resources, my platform, my financial resources to aim it towards things I feel that we should improve in this world in some small way. So um, I started off my journey on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. I have a lot of energy. I knew I could never sit behind the desk, but about six months into that job- And what I, year was that? That was uh, like 1998. And and just knowing the culture of Wall Street to begin with, yes. and then obviously America, thank God, starting to progress a little bit in yes. boy-girl conversations, yep. that must have been a real Baptist, but I mean, I can't even imagine. Like, I'm, like, the sheer amount of politically incorrect things that must have happened to you within the first week. Oh, I mean, I was battling constantly. It was like, hey, do you want to hang out? It was, you know, after work, <laughs> strip clubs, coke. Do you know what I mean? All yeah, no, stuff. no, I get it. I have long hair. I actually cut off all my hair to be exactly like yours because I tried to get taken more seriously. That's totally, how much I, I was have battling. empathy for that. So I started hearing this voice inside that was like, Marie, you are not meant to do this. Outside of all that. Yeah, because you could, you knew what you were getting yourself completely. into, and you could handle the boys club thing. Totally, you knew that. I knew there that. was other things going on. Completely. Yeah. One of the things that was a clue was that a lot. Did of you, in some weird way, see the advantage of that? Like, did like not meaning like the cliche thing that somebody might have just thought of, like you're using your girl power in that. More of because you could handle it, yep. and you understood it, yep. you could professionally navigate it. Oh, completely. Yeah. Well, I'm tough, right? I'm very Period. sensitive, but I'm also very tough, yes. and I want what I want, and whatever I need to do in yep. order to achieve and grow and. Experience experience what I want to experience I'm willing to put myself through yep. so that was not a problem but I also have a really strong sense of intuition and when something's not right my body revolts yeah literally on the floor of the exchange because I had been ignoring this voice that like Marie you're not supposed to be here this is not your life path one day I walked into my job and I started having only what I can identify as like a little mini panic attack yeah, yeah. dizzy Anxiety. feeling yeah. like yeah. I told my boss, hey, I need to go get some coffee. I made a beeline to the nearest church because I graduated from Seton Hall University. So I was kind of trained in a crisis to look up and ask for help. So I'm sitting on the church steps, bawling my eyes out, feeling like the biggest loser because I'm the first in my family to go to college. My parents busted their ass to get me an education. They're high school educated. And here I am wanting to quit a stable job with health benefits and all this stuff. Can I ask you a very important question? Of I'm course. sorry to interrupt like no. I always do. Were you a huge Terry DeHair fan? I don't even know who that is. I'm so right now, Marie. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going very nerdy Seton Hall basketball of oh, your era. Yes. You clearly did not go I deep didn't. enough into the Pirates I from 94 to 98. Listen. I'm very mad right now. So here's what I was doing. Give I me was your bartending excuse. and waiting tables and just being Hustling. like, You were yes, focused. I was. But I you was did focused. know there was a good basketball program. Of course I did. Okay. So I'm crying on the church steps and uh, I pull out my flip phone because that's what we had back then and I call my dad because I felt so guilty. I didn't want to disrespect my parents and quit this job when I don't have any other way to make a living and I was certainly not gonna go back home. And my dad told me one of the most important things I've ever heard. He said, look, you've worked since you were nine years old. I am not worried about you keeping a roof over your head or putting food on the table, but you are gonna work for the next 40, 50 years at least. If you don't find something that you love so much you're gonna be miserable. Good. So quit this job, take as long as you need to find that thing that you feel you're meant to do, and it's all gonna to come together. I love that. So that permission slip for me sent me on an odyssey to figure out who the hell I was and what I was meant to do. All I knew was that I was highly creative and I also loved business, but those two things didn't seem to mesh back then. Like I originally wanted to be an animator for Disney or a fashion designer. And I also loved, my dad was a small business owner. I loved the way he treated his customers. It was a printing business. I would go in weekends and nights to work with him and just loved his work ethic. That's what inspired me. 
So I tried magazine publishing. I was in Condé Nast Publications in the ad sales department. I was like, okay, this is new. This is amazing. Six months in, those voices came back like, this is still not what you're meant to do. And I started panicking because I felt like a loser. I was like, I'm so ambitious. I want to make money. I want to make a difference. But I hate what I'm doing. And I looked ahead and I said, do I want to actually be the publisher? Like, do I want to climb this corporate ladder? No. And I said, well, what am I wasting my time and their time for? I said, maybe I'm still too on the business side, numbers heavy. Let me try something more creative, like the editorial side. I hustled my way into getting a job as a fashion editorial assistant at um, Mademoiselle magazine. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this has got to be it. I'm going to fashion shows, highly creative, working on photo shoots. This is going to be amazing. Cut to six months in. That's exactly right. And I was like, what? Now I really started to panic because every single one of my friends, they were getting raises, promotions, like starting an adult life. And here I was like feeling like the biggest loser. I graduated the valedictorian and yet I can't seem to hold down a job because I keep quitting. One day I was on the Internet when I probably shouldn't have been. And I stumbled upon this new profession at the time was an article I read. And it was about coaching, which, again, I'm 23 in my mind, I'm saying this is the cheesiest, dumbest thing sure, you've ever came across. Who the is going to hire a 23-year-old life coach? Yep. You're a loser. You've got mountains of debt. What yes. are you thinking? And yet in my heart, like, something this said, this is who you are. I signed up for a three-year coach training program at night, did my studies at night, worked at Mademoiselle during the day. I get a call from the HR department. We have a promotion for you going to Vogue. More money, more prestige, more everything. That was my fork in the road to say, okay, are you going to stay on this safe path with the health benefits? People understand what you do for a living. It's respectable. All that could or quit and start this weird coaching business at 23, which you have no idea how to do. You're mountains and mountains in debt, and nobody even understands what this is. So I quit my steady job. I went back to bartending and waiting tables, and I spent the next seven years figuring out how to build a coaching business from the ground up. So that's a very long story. How much were you worried about the stigma of the bad coaching environment? Well, that didn't exist yet. Because I, I was in early. I the see. only people that existed in the space were basically Tony Robbins. Yep. That was the only known figure at yep. that time. But there was stigma about, I mean, even that model. Well, oh, and absolutely. Could, you know? that I kind of overrode that. What my insecurity you just, was. You just were like, this is what I got to do. Yeah, but I was also, in, I was insecure about my age. Yep. But I had hit so many walls, failing on Wall Street, failing in publishing, yes. trying all these different things that I was like, well. If none of those things work, I have to try this because A, it feels right, and B, what are my other options? Ray, just to jump way up to yes. today, yes. there's something I've been thinking about this because I put a lot of pressure, in my opinion, of like my own concerns of the deep coaching and mastermind ecosystem. I hate it. How do you, has there, I don't know this, because I feel like you'll have an answer for me. Yeah. Has there been conversations of the evolution of that where, where the most advanced and progressive and kind strategists and coaches and masterminds have talked about the notion of giving people money back and not letting people in. Like the only way to offset this model yep. is to actually, so many people bottom feed and they know it. Yes. This is my problem. This is why I never wanted to monetize my audience. This is why I could probably build the biggest one of course. and don't have it. Yep. Is because I don't want to put in the time to refund or vet. I don't think I'm good at vetting. Yep. I'm good at firing. Yep but I'm not good at vetting. Yep. And I think the way that the coaching mastermind industry needs to evolve is not bottom feed, and I think 80% of the economics are built on that yep. in the macro. Yep. Has there been any talk about that? You know, or is just the 
or just not yet? I don't know if it's been yet, but here's what I did for my own self, and maybe this can be instructive. So after I built skills as a coach, working with people one-on-one, which by the way, I did for free for so long, because I did, that's how you win. And listen, I bartended and waited tables to put a roof over my head so I could just deliver value to people and improve my ability to help them create change without any expectation of return. The value of practice was there for you. Correct. I got it. So here's my model now. I don't work with people one-on-one. I don't do masterminds. I don't do any of that. I love education, though, because like books Mm -hmm. are a form of education, all that stuff. So the flagship program that we have, which is called B-School, here's how I operate it because I hate all that. We have a refund policy that we've always had. If you actually go into the program and you show us that you've done the coursework in two weeks, if you hate it, you think we suck, we give you 100 percent of your money back. That's the way you hedged it. Absolutely. I get it. Makes sense to me. And so I want to play with people who actually want to learn and want to apply. Knowing that a lot of people who know you for that. Talk to me, let's just skip over yeah. that. Talk to me about what this book's about. So everything is figure outable is a three word phrase that has been the single most powerful driving force in my life. Got me out of a toxic relationship in high school. Helped me get out of debt. Helped me get every job I've ever had. Helped me build the company I have today, which for me is my ideal company. I love what we do. It is a simple phrase that helps people ignite their innate wisdom and do anything they want to do in this world. And. What about from a business standpoint? Is this, I don't know this. Yeah. Is this the first, third? How many? It's the second book. I wrote a book like over a decade ago that was honestly like a little. Self published or published by someone? All three. I started off as an ebook when nobody even knew what uh-huh. ebooks were. Like a PDF uh-huh. as a book was like mind blowing. Then I self published it and I went to like Ann Arbor, Michigan. I didn't do vanity. Did I you, actually in saved the first up. one an ebook. Did yeah. you go the route that everybody got caught in back then that it was super expensive or no? Was it, it wasn't one of those. It was nineteen dollars. Understood. It was like that's yep. that was my first experience actually, Gary, bartending. Like I went to a bartending shift. I worked my tail off down downtown, and I came home and somebody bought my ebook from Spain. You were pumped. And I was like, I could make a difference to someone on the other side of the world that I've and never make met. Bucks? Yes. No, that, really, that's awesome. That was so. What this got is your me second book. The first one was what. The first one is called Make Every Man Want You or Make Yours Want You More. How do you, how to be so irresistible you'll barely keep from dating yourself. It was funny. It's in 16 languages, but after I self-published. So this is your coming out party this in is your way. In a big way. Yeah. So this baby. And when did this come out? This came out on Tuesday. We just yeah. got named Apple's, uh, one of their best books of September and their most recommended listen or download from the audio version. Did you read? Yes. You did the read? Of course did I you did. you go off script or you kept it? Straight. You know, there's parts in there. I have a character named Jersey Marie because I'm from Jersey and she gets real rough. And it's so, so we go to Jersey Marie. Oh, of course. For the Jersey that. Marie parts. Before we go into questions, we're about to. Yeah. Two state of the union things that are, have your attention yep. in culture. Okay. It could be. Yep. Yep. Go. Two state of the union Please. things. I think people are starving for joy starving for joy like whenever I've done anything on social lately which by the way I just want to give a shout out to your team because I'm working with your team who's coming around with me on tour we're having so much fun and I've never been a document over create thing with a being account people yeah Yeah. but so I am naturally goofy in life so yesterday I'm in Orlando I'm dancing in the bookstore in the airport because that's how I really am. I am not performing. Because you saw your book in there? Yeah. And then I sold it to a woman saw me and she was like, what's this book? And I said, it's an amazing book. You should get it. And she's like, I will buy it right now. I'm like hand-to-hand combat book sales. Did you tell her that it was you? Yes. Because I've sold my book in Hudson uh, News. Yes. Acting as if it wasn't me. I need to try that on our next stop. Because I, I feel like it's vigged. Because I, I love the merit of selling. Yeah. 
I was like, okay, if the person thinks it's me, they're gonna feel guilty to buy it. Yep. I have to see if I can sell this as a customer, like as a, just a human. It was pretty funny. I'm gonna go in and the guy destroyed my name. He's like, what kind of name is that? I'm like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm like, he's super smart. And you should get it. And did he get it? Yeah, he did. Because I could sell anything. That's what I do well. Well, I'll tell you this. I The first time I walked into Barnes & Noble on Tuesday when it came out, and um, we did this amazing video, but this guy was like, totally didn't know what to make of me. And I'm like, you should get this book. And he's like, no, 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 I don't need anything in my life. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll get the next one. <laughs> anyway, so I think people are starving for, for joy. joy. Understood. Starving for like some example it. of exuberance. I got it. And I think the second thing, I think people have to still pay really close attention to how much they're consuming versus creating. Understood. So I give people a mantra, create before you consume. Yeah. Social is amazing, all that stuff. There's yeah. a lot of info coming at us. But if people don't shift that ratio, you know, that's so obviously something I'm passionate about, which is what's led me to deeply spending a lot of time on parenting and insecurity. Yep. Because that's why people aren't creating. Yep. They're worried about how they look. They're worried about a comment. They're worried about so much. Which is, I mean, we're going to be, here's the thing I said on tour the other night. I was like, we're all going to be dead in a hundred years or less. We're going to be powder. You you have to stop giving a what other I'm people really, think. I'm really, really focused on being 144. So I'm trying to. Do you think. I don't Seriously, think I, there. No, I, I was just going to say. No way, no way. I'm I aiming think, for 120, I do think by the my, way. I do think kids that are under 15 yeah. have scary numbers in their future. In terms of longevity? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'm real. If you're 14 right now, I'm super envious. Yeah. Because I think a buck 50 is not out of the question. I agree. I'm Which shooting sucks. for 120 personally. What are you shooting for? For real? Is it 100? Because I think we're far. Like, yeah. like, like we don't get the full benefits of all the technology and science advancements yeah. at our not, you know, we're not 25, you and I. Yeah. So like I think 120, I just don't think there's enough time. Take away all the other things. I, my, but by the way, here's the good news. I failed all my science classes. Yep. I speak with conviction on a lot of topics. Yep. I have no idea what we're talking about right now yeah i'm going on pure intuition random headlines overhearing much smarter people about science talk than me yeah i'm looking at my genes too and on my mom's side like my i was just with my grandmother man she's a fireball she's 92 yeah see gene yeah i believe in genes and yep. with my genes like i'm in trouble like my mom's side of family not so great and like i'm that and like i'm like but i'm hoping resources i hope i can do some weird like walt disney and like freeze myself and then come out in 30 33 and be like I told you yeah. everything. I, t- I knew I was right. Um, well, it's all empathy. Come back with all right. Let's do calls. Let's do calls. Let's do, let's do calls. What's up? What's your favorite social platform right now? Like where you Instagram. I'm and and what anything time. emerging? Have you made the plunge into TikTok? How are you thinking about LinkedIn? I was actually talking anything Twitter. Like uh, TikTok and I are just going to get acquainted today. Understood. Tom and I. He was Good. like, I think there's so much. On I'm there pushing for you. it so hard internally, so I want to make sure everybody. How are you having fun with it? It, just everything just it's, on it it's the only platform that has a chance to be the next Instagram and so I take it seriously yep. it's got Vine Brittany. DNA Brittany it's Gary Vaynerchuk how are you on you're on with Marie oh my god <laughs> this is crazy holy um, I'm amazing and this is uh, I, I don't even know where to start um, so I'm really trying to get into universal consciousness and <laughs> I am struggling because I truly believe I want to make a difference. Um, I'm trying to get into emotional intelligence, and I'm at a point now where I've quit my full-time job. Okay. Um, I'm halfway through my savings, and I'm totally fine with, you know, waitressing or doing that side hustle. I'm I'm totally willing to humble myself. Yep. 
but I don't know, like, trying to assess my value. I feel like I have value to bring, um, and I'm really reaching out to people, and I'm willing to learn, but and I'm just struggling with You know what? My love, I'm going to interrupt you, and I'm so sorry for that, but I want to get to the answer because I know this so well. I would encourage you absolutely to get that friggin' job because when you're busy and when you're hustling and you have that money coming in, you build confidence. And when you have confidence, you build all kinds of momentum. So you already bring value to the world by the fact that you're alive. Now you're just going to amplify that by doing your work and getting it out there in a bigger way. But I'll tell you, if you're halfway through your savings, you don't want to be dumb when it comes to your finances and when it comes to building a whole new career or a whole new business. So that's my own recommendation to you. I had side gigs for like seven years before I was emotionally confident and financially confident to go all in on what I wanted to do. Plus, it was awesome. I met so many people. So that's my perspective on it. Gary, I don't know what you want to say. I'm a buyer of that, Britt. I think the thing to really think about, and I completely agree with Marie, and you see the practicality in that answer, I think the thing that is also happening is, the fa- and I think this is what we're both jumping on, the fact that you brought up within the first 10 words, I'm halfway through my savings, is already a tell for me. Like, I'm a good poker player in real life, not in actual poker. I already now know that that's in your subconscious, so you're not able to go all in because you've got this little thing going on in the back, which I love about you because you're being fully practical. You're not on some some crystals gonna come out of a UFO and go in my eye and I'm gonna solve the world. Correct. Like you're, you've got a good framework. I agree with Marie. I'm gonna say something else. This is gonna collide some of my worlds. I love the idea, and this may not be in you, but if it is, one of my favorite reasons of pushing people to flip sports cards, sneakers, thrift store, garage sale things is the following. The reason I'd rather you make $15 an hour buying t-shirts at a thrift store or buying something at the dollar store and selling it for 11 bucks is because your biggest issue right now, potentially, is figuring out how to create a container for your value and then merchandise that container to make dollars, right? And what's amazing about flipping and eBay and you know all you know all these secondary offer up and Etsy and Craigslist is you are required to figure out the audience. One of the things that people don't understand is how how big of a difference in value. The reason you see auction prices all over the place is not just because of your rating on eBay, it's because how you wrote the headline, how you took the picture, and the words you put in it. Like, there's a very specific reason why I always sold things on eBay better than my friends and contemporaries is because I'm good at positioning things. And I feel like you practicing flipping stuff may actually help you figure out how to put yourself into a container and merchandise it. And that skill set you pick up I the think sales and marketing. In, the sales and marketing. Like to get good at sales and marketing and anything. You that's have to the, do it. the only reason that I'm any good at what I do and I have any success is because I realized early on, Britt, that if I didn't get just as good at sales and marketing as I am at the craft of what I do, which is helping people create change, I'm dead in the water. 100%. Yes. Or you're limiting your upside. Completely. You know, because a great product will find its way at some level. So, Britt, I think, I think. Also, you're going to a heady place, right? It's crippling to think like I have value for the world, like what does that mean? So two things, I definitely think you need to be making money on the side because it's very clear to me that that's an overlining issue. And number two, anything that helps you 
buy and sell, it is the number one skill set that 99% of my audience needs because you're always doing it in one way or another. Does that make sense? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. You, you have no idea how much this means to me. Good luck. Thanks, Go do something Brett. with it. Thank you. You know, it's funny as Raghav goes to the next one, that, that buying and selling thing really resonates to me. Yes. Because even if you are resigned after seven years, like, wait a minute, I'm not an entrepreneur. You're gonna have to sell yourself to an employer. Like there's, like everybody should practice that craft. Obviously, like singing and basketball and dancing, some can naturally do it. Yep. But if you can get better at it, which you can get better at anything. Yes. Uh, it's one of the best things to get good at. And I think also copywriting. You mentioned yes. writing headlines, yes. everything. Yes. yes, Who's this? Franklin, got it. Franklin, you're on with Marie Forleo. How are you? How's it going, man? Really well. What can we help you with? So basically, uh, my, I mean, you answered most of my question with that last call, but uh, what I was going to ask is, uh, basically, should I pay somebody five to ten thousand dollars to help me, uh, you know, set up my business model? Or should I just keep pumping out content and pumping out content and trying to strategically place it places for it to, uh, you know, get me to where I'm trying to go? Yeah. I think I think we should tell you your business model here for free in the next three minutes. What are you selling? Uh, basically, uh, personal development. Mm. Got it. Do you have? Are you personally developed? Uh, I have been working on myself for the past 10 years and you and are, know, are you are you that, are you happy as and fulfilled to the oomph let's put it this way i've made no more than 600 dollars this year and I, this has been the happiest i've ever been my entire life i love you already for that why uh basically i have over i what it really boils down to is because i'm actually living a fulfilling purposeful life and not feeling, you know, depressed in all the negative things. I'm actually on a mission now. And what's and the what are the actions you've been doing that make you say that? What has been the actual tangible day-to-day life that makes you be able to say that? Uh, I'm gonna say the grind, just uh, specifically, because every day I wake up and I feel, you know, uh, empowered to do something to get what I'm my message out there, and you know past I would have never I would have woke up and been like you know another groggy day but nowadays when I wake up I'm right, let's get it let's go and I'll stay up till two three o'clock in the morning get two or three hours of sleep and then after that I'm ready to go again okay Franklin I'm gonna dive in here first of all congratulations on being happier than you've ever been in your life but there's a couple things I want to I want to poke in and say one uh-huh. you are not paying anyone 10 or 12 or fifteen thousand dollars to help figure out your business model that is number one you just got to think what is the problem that I am helping people solve and how am I doing it so are you selling one-on-one coaching services are you gonna sell a particular weekend experience where you're teaching people specific skills that help them solve a specific problem you don't need to worry about any of this paying other people and let me jump in, Marie. yeah Uh, Or, because a lot of people don't, they like the idea of it, but they're not good at selling to other people, or like me, don't want to do that. Or, are you gonna start a brand like Life is Good? Do you have like a saying, and are you gonna slap 50 t-shirts together with that saying, post it on Instagram, and God forbid, for some weird reason, it resonated, and everybody bought it, 
and you might build an apparel business. Correct. There's a lot of ways to do this. You shouldn't do it Marie's way or my way. You should do it your way. Uh, you know, keep going. Yeah, but absolutely. But we got to figure out what the business model is. You keep sharing your message. You keep doing that. But you got to do the work on your own to figure out what is the business that you're going to have the best chance of being successful at. Something that you're going to want to work mornings, noons, and nights and weekends to make successful. Like Gary said, it could be an apparel company. It could be something completely different. But uh, you just got to keep doing you. But business is separate, I think, than just sharing a message out there. A lot of people want to quote unquote monetize a message. I'm not into that. Doesn't exist. It does not exist. And 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 you need to have, like what? How do you want? This is what I always ask people. My friend Franklin, how do you want to make money? Tell me that if if I was a genie from the future, how would you like to make money? Uh, you know, I haven't actually thought of that question. I just more or less was looking at it from you know, as long as I'm helping people, that's more fulfilling. Well, listen, so Franklin. Franklin, payment. listen. Listen to me. That's a hundred percent true. Yes. And if you're able, for whatever reason, to live on making $600 a year, then you won. I just want to make sure that's the truth. That's like right. Maybe you inherited money. Maybe, maybe you made 10 trillion before you started this. Maybe, maybe you're willing to couch surf for the rest of your life through people's goodwill. I just need to know that it's sustainable. Well, I would definitely rather be making a lot more money than $600 a year. You know. Why are you able to afford making $600 a year? Because I, as somebody who pushes like, eat, you're now challenging my Mendoza line because I don't <laughs> think I was talking about $600 a year. That's even, that's yeah. even like, why are, why are you, did you save a lot of money? Are you, are you a trust fund baby? Like, help me here. Well, basically what had happened was me and my wife got a divorce last thir- uh, Thanksgiving and ever since then, she No wonder you're happy. Business. Now I know why you're so happy. You know? <laughs> and there's well, nothing, uh, I mean, honestly, which is great. I'm not making fun of the world, and that's not where I'm going. I'm just saying that, might, that, might, be a, no, that might be why. A huge factor while you're might, waking up every be. day. Keep going, up. brother. I'm sorry to jump in. Go ahead. Uh, you're, you're good. And uh, basically, uh, we, we switched roles. took my uh, traveling position, and I'm now the stay-at-home parent all the time so she pays the bills and gets me like a hundred dollars a week to feed the kids good for you and and i so mean that's how i've been surviving have you i mean and the parenting is massively fulfilling for to you huh yeah good for you brother man. i feel you like won. i was just about to say i'm with gary hey, i bro, think honestly, you win. i apologize Marie. bro i think you should flip all right do you know, have you seen any of this content? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know that I think that I want you to go to a thrift store right now, look up everything on eBay, buy something for four, and sell it for 49? Yeah. Have you ever tried it? I haven't, but... Uh, Are you I willing to? You talk, yes, I, well, I was listening to you say something about it two or three days ago, and I was talking uh, to this girl that uh, is helping me, you know, I'm helping build her, and she's helping me uh, grow also. And I was telling her, you know, uh, that's, this is probably one thing I'm going to start doing. Yes. It's starting to flip. Listen Do to it. me. Listen to me. Just make sure that everything is practical and I think you'll be okay. I think you're, you're in the starting phases of something good. Just make sure that ideology doesn't take over for execution. You have to do less what you're going to do, yes, less strategies, more doing. Three, four days ago, you see flipping works. You needed to be in a thrift store or garage sale. You better garage sale this Saturday. Franklin, you better garage sale tomorrow. <laughs> Deal. 
Deal. Yeah, I can manage that. All right, brother. So Good luck. Bye. I kind of want to start a reality show on Franklin. I feel like that's how he'll actually make money. He's amazing. All right, let's do one more before this is all wrapped up. Because we are... I'm in... Because Dustin everything. Dustin. Dustin. What the Dustin? Look at this poor guy. He's like, Dustin, I just had surgery, you guys. You, Dustin, you have to buy like 4,000 copies of Marie's book because we, we lost like that amount of time. And so now you have to personally buy those. Dustin, you're in for it. Everything is figure outable, brother. Figure it out. <laughs> how many, uh, who's this? Hello? Amanda, how are you? Oh my God. Yes, you did it. <laughs> oh, wow. Please hey, say hello Marie, to Marie. Gary, I, I love Marie. I was a B-school grad two years ago. Yes. It changed my life. I made 50 grand in my first year consulting. It was a side gig. Amazing. And Gary, I listen to you every day. I can't believe this. I've who, do you, who do you like better? Oh, tell no. the truth. We we're we're unemotional. Honestly, we're I, unemotional. I really have no ego. We're emotional. You're in the Gary Zuko. Marie. Marie. <laughs> I have to tell you, I did not. I knew that was happening. No, did I you? definitely did. Did Dude, you? Yeah. Here's why. Why? First of all, I hung up on her. Okay. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, I, second of all, you had you you had the tangible impact. You know, like that, like subconsciously, you can't like. It's I I see it all the time. Yeah. Like there's people who've loved somebody for 27 years. Yeah. They see one video of mine that makes them break up with their yes. toxic boyfriend. Yes. And then that question's asked, and they're like Gary because it's the t- you know. No, I know. And this goes to our whole theme. Yes. Execution, actual stuff, doing. This is the kind. This is why I do what I do. It's actually for people like her. Like when yes. people come through my program, and yes. that's why I require that they yes. do their homework because of this 100%. because when they actually take Ex- those actions they Marie, get the results Marie, anybody who actually does what i'm telling them to do yes. wins every time every time everybody who uses it to make them feel like they're doing something loses every, loses if they feel like they're consuming my content to make them feel like they're doing because yep. i'm doing so much yes they lose yes now i don't mind how, i'll be willing to be patient my big fear my biggest concern right now in my world yes is they watch me i then you know i occasionally do the post where it says stop watching me and go do yep never listen to me again and go do because i want them to win absolutely they are not ready to do so what they do is they unfollow me and what they do is they go to a spam version of me and consume that so i'm trying to figure out my cadence with this because i'm trying to get them to do yes you know what i have an idea for you please so say hey stop listening to you right now go do this step and then but but can you reward them somehow can yeah, there well, be a contest honestly, I don't necessarily even need them to come back because I'm not necessarily worried I about that I know that I'm just scared that they go to the spam version but you sh- but we need to say that and I, I just think more. I think it's right fun it's I, I think it's super fun though to have people go and do some and then come back and talk about it. you know why so they can get addicted to the doing do you know what I think is fun what what was her lovely name Amanda Amanda. Yes. I think Amanda's dinner conversation in three weeks with her friends is going to be hilarious. She's going to be like, let me tell you what happened to me a couple weeks ago. Yes. I miraculously <laughs> through the hundreds, <laughs> tens of thousands, let's not get exaggerated, thousands of, of uh, phone numbers got yes. through to Gary and Marie. I love them both so much. Yes. Gary asked me this random question. Mm-hmm. I thought going with the truth is always the right answer. Yes. Nope. Sometimes there's a different <laughs> game in play. Gary hangs up with me and never, ever do I have that chance to speak to both of them again. That's life. You're always learning, kids. Marie, Holy thank you for the show. You guys. Everybody, Bye, please everyone. buy the book. Amanda, I'm going to randomly call you in a couple weeks to make up for hanging up on you because that doesn't feel good with me, but it's a fun way to end the show. Yes, wait. And let's, do you want to do a giveaway for some fun 
stickers like You're, jersey marine no I, more excuses. I love you doing your thing what yes. would you like so i want to give away at least one or two signed copies of yes. everything is figureoutable and here's why because i believe that for anyone watching or listening right now if there's any piece of them that doesn't believe they have what it takes Beautiful. to do the thing that they want to do how would you like them to do that um actually i'm going to leave this up to you guys okay. because it's your platform so we 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 will do a random i have, I have an idea yeah there a lot of different ways we're definitely giving one to amanda yes on so can you personalize this one will shirt uh and then we'll figure out a couple we'll figure out another one and you can get some stickers too so everything is figure outable start before you're ready is it this camera or which one which one should i, I look love at? it i love it start before you're ready there's go, jersey marie go. no more excuses that's fun and it's a tropicana orange because this is the thing that my mom is her most prized possession in jersey she got it for free and it was the thing that she fixed that got me this idea it was awesome I love it. I love it. thanks for being on the show thank you for thanks for everybody me. listening Thanks, guys, for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed. And more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.